Welcome to the Grace-Filled and Graceful podcast, where we go from chaos to confirmation, confusion to clarity, and self-conscious to confident when building your online business using your God-given strengths. I'm Jennifer Emanuel, and inside we're creating full-time fulfilling income in a way that feels great to our souls. Let's get started. Hey, it's Jen. Welcome back to Grace-Filled and Graceful. We are wrapping up actually here our third season. We're going to be moving on to season four, probably uh, beginning of 2023. I have uh, been spending the past couple weeks getting some amazing guest speakers lined up for you uh, to really just give you some details, to give you some uh, resources and some support that um, would really kind of go along with what, what we're learning about here. So I can't wait to share that with you come New Year. So uh, before we get started this week, I wanted just to cheer on those people that have joined us recently in our podcast growth for the past, let's say, the past 10 episodes, we have been um, listened to in both North America and Europe. And during the life, the lifetime of our podcast, we have been, we have been pretty much the main part is North America. 83% of the listeners are in North America. 33%, pardon me, 13% has been Europe. Uh, 1% Africa, 1% Oceania, which is, it looks as if it's, uh, Australia and some of the islands around Australia and a tiny 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 like barely even 1% of Asia. Again, nothing South America, nothing. <laughs> so, that that is like my ultimate goal. Can yeah, let's such a life in South America. But no, thank you for uh, everybody who continues to plug in and learn all about answering the call. Um, that that God has put on your life to get the information out that he has given you using an online business and doing it in a way that's using your spiritual gifting, your leadership gifting, and doing it in a way that feels great to your soul in alignment uh, instead of being misaligned and trying to do what everybody else is doing. This is a very personal thing. It's like a rela- this relationship between you and your business. It's overshadowed by the importance of you, your relationship with you and God and how he has made you, um, definitely, a, uh, it's, it's a, um, very in-depth relationship. And I'm learning that more and more every day that I get up and continue to do this work. Last week we talked about what are spiritual gifts? And we went, uh, kind of from the beginning of the book, Discover Your God-Given Gifts by Don and Katie Fortune. Uh, we went from the beginning of the book until there was a part that I'm leaving for, for this, this podcast. Last week, we talked about the three categories of gifting and how we are focused mainly on the motivational gifting in the Answering the Call, um, program. That we also covered everybody has a gift. How can we see that life depends upon our gift? The value of each gift, the percentage of each gift in population, the general population, the gift definition is, sorry, the gift is basically the definition plus needs met plus what the gift does. It's not just a gift like you're opening up a package and that's it. It is the gift you've been given how you're going to help meet the needs of the body and what the gift does. And then finally, the gifts as it pertains to the body of Christ. 
So this week we're covering if I have a gift, why haven't I known it? And just using my experience as an example, uh, you may have probably been on the same journey with me. don't remember how old I was when I first heard about the idea of personality tests or um, uh, strengths-based um, assessments, any of those things. It would probably have to have been uh, in toward the end of college. Uh, although I knew of the difference between extroversion and introversion uh, before then, just, you know, trying to learn more about myself, and I am an introvert, which introversion and extroversion just has to do with how you get your energy, whether it be from others or having alone time. But it was probably toward the end of college when I was uh, going to the little resource center that they had there uh, that um, I learned a little bit more about personality testing. And there were several of them. I Actually, I still think I have them. But there were several of them that I took, um, one of them being the Myers-Briggs. Okay, the Myers-Briggs type indicator is basically a combination of four groups of of pairings. You're either one or the other. So the four groups, you are either extrovert or introvert. You're either sensing or intuitive. You're either thinking or feeling. And you're either judging or perceiving. And then, you know, that's one of, you're one of 16 numbers of uh, categories. And each personality type has its own little definition of what it does and how it feels and, and all of that. So that was probably the end of college. Now, it wasn't until, I think it was when I was dating my husband, uh, his father um, has, has uh, had a huge library of um, spiritual books. He would frequently let us borrow the books or he would gift us books uh, having to do with all things uh, God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. One of the books that they one of the books that he had given us had to do with spiritual gifting. And I had never heard of this, although I did grow up going to church. I had never heard of the idea of having a spiritual gift. I believe he gave it to me because I was in sales and in relationships. And he had been in sales for a while. And his take was that, you know, of course, you need to use your strengths. And I had been somewhat familiar with that, but the idea of my spiritual gifting, I had never, like I said, heard of this. And so that was the first time I had ever thought about it. I looked through the book, I believe, but then it was a number more, it was a number of years more that I actually attended a, a local church here had a spiritual gift assessment and like you could go through the findings, so to speak, with the pastor. And it was a neat, uh, kind of almost like set up like a Bible study. And that's where I learned more uh, about it and actually took an assessment, found out more about myself and my spiritual gifting. Now, if you've come this far in the podcast, it, it you probably already know what your spiritual gifts are. If not, of course, there are a number of different assessments you can take. Uh, you could even get this book, which is, again, called Discover Your God-Given Gifts by Don and Katie Fortune. This particular part of the book is, if I had a gift, why haven't I known it? And so for those of you who are having an aha moment here, an epiphany, this is this particular section of the book is for you. And then going forward for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking about each of the different gifts and 
the strengths and the weaknesses of each because remember from last week we learned that it's not just the fact that you have this gift and your way is the right way and everybody should work this way. It's part of the body and we need the entire body to get the entire job done that God has asked each of us to do individually working together as like a like a quite literally physical body. So let's talk a little bit about if I have a gift, why haven't I known it? The best way to measure whether or not you're operating in the sphere of your motivational gift is by a simple test. Joy. Joy is the byproduct of operating in your motivational gift. Frustration is the byproduct of operating outside of it. And let me tell you, over the past couple of decades, I have had so much frustration, walking almost in a cloud of it, uh, even so much that it's it's appeared in my dreams, just running into frustrations in my dreams. And as soon as I decided to be more aligned with what I've been gifted to do, that just kind of dissipated. There's joy. Um, and even if there's, there is some, some facts that I had, what, you know, I have to take each step as it comes. Um, there's no, there's no frustration anymore, which makes the joy so much easier to attain, <laughs> to, to enjoy, to enjoy the journey. And uh, so joy is the byproduct of operating in your motivational gift. Frustration is the byproduct of trying to operate outside of it. So joy is always a byproduct of doing what is in the will of God for you. And that, I mean, you can apply that to every part of your life. Joy can never be sought as a goal or as an end itself. But as you function in the giftedness that God has given you, you will have joy. And talk about Part of what we're supposed to be doing here is being salt and light onto others to bring them to Christ. There are so few people out there that are experiencing this joy that it is quite literally a light. It's a beacon uh, to attract people to us. All right, so let's go through reasons why you might not know your motivational gift. Quite simply, you were never taught about it. So like I said, I was well into adulthood before I ever heard of such a thing, and uh, then a little bit even farther into adulthood before I actually studied it and did an assessment to find out what my spiritual gifting was, and now even a little bit further to actually apply the spiritual gifting in what it is that I'm, I'm doing for vocation. According to the book, they estimate that fewer than 2% of American churchgoers know what motivation, know that these motivational gifts even exist. And of those fewer than half have discovered their, their particular gifts. Okay, the seven, second reason why you might not know, you might not have known about your motivational gift. You've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and your Lord. While every person is gifted by God, whether he's Christian or not, the receiving of Christ releases the motivational gifts in far greater measure and opens up the way for the gifts to be used as God intended them to be used. Before a person becomes Christian, his motivational gift will be functioning, at least to some extent, but often in ways that are self-centered and self-serving. Before Christ becomes central in our lives, we are central. And I believe any of us that have any life experience <laughs> would agree with that. Okay, number three, you are not being fed spiritually. Just as a newborn baby needs nourishment, so does the person who's quote-unquote born again. They need spiritual sustenance in order to grow. And so many people have been led to Christ but then denied instruction and encouragement. Their ability to recognize their giftedness, like the rest of their spiritual progress, is limited. 
And then finally, you have had confusing teaching on motivational gifts. And in learning about the gifts of God, there's three types and, you know, there's different things in each type. So you could see how it could get a little confusing since the same word in English is used to translate in three different Greek words for gift in the New Testament it has led some to suppose that biblical teaching on gifts could be all lumped together. Remember at the beginning, we talked about three specific categories. You may have heard teaching that it combines all nine manifestation gifts of 1 Corinthians with the five ministry gifts of Ephesians 4 with the seven motivational gifts of Romans 12 and like others. And later it says the only it's only when the motivational gifts of Romans 12, 6 through 8 are identified as the gifts that we possess that the body of Christ can begin to take full advantage of them. So here are some obstacles that block the flow of motivational gifts. Number one, you have you may have bondages that hinder the flow of your gifts. Just like debris in a river can block the flow of the river, so the bondages in our life might block the flow of our God-given motivational gifts. The most common bondage we see is fear. Incapacitating by its very nature, fear prevents our developing the full potential of our gifts. There's some things like negative childhood conditioning, divorce, fighting parents, alcoholism, drug usage, occult practices, mental problems, parents who abuse their children with words or actions, all limit the freedom with which the individual, when grown, will function. Next is anger. Anger can block the flow of your gift. It is actually our response to being wounded, rejected, or abused. If it's not resolved, it can either be expressed as things like rebellion, retaliation, resentment, hatred, violence, or suppressed, which would be self-pity, self-hatred, depression. Either way, the person winds up in a prison of their own making, described so graphically in Matthew 5, where Jesus equates the harboring of anger with murder. If you've been trying to be someone other than yourself, that too prevents the natural expression of your motivational gift. That's number three. Sometimes other people can pressure us to conform to a certain image, or we ourselves may try to imitate someone we admire. Unless this role model happens to have the same motivational gifts we do, this can hamper the flow of our giftedness. I have experienced this so many times. Number four, a poor self-image can hinder the operation of your motivational gift. So most people have some degree of self-image problems stemming from the problems of pressures of childhood. A child is designed by the creator to be nurtured by two loving parents who will build basic trust and confidence. Not all children are so fortunate. The condition of our fallen race leaves much to be desired, and often parents have themselves lacked the nurturing that would have made them whole persons. No matter what the damage has been done, we can be grateful that we have are being transformed into Christ's image as we abide in him. Number five, irresponsibility can impede the flow of your motivational gifts. Here's a way that you can check out if you are being responsible for for your gifting. Everyone to whom much is given of him, much will be required. And of him to whom men commit much, they will be they will demand the more, Luke 12. Those who've been greatly endowed have greater responsibility for using all that they have been given, all that they have to help others. So neglecting your gifting is is irresponsible. And finally, six, sin can block or distort the working of your gift. Sin pollutes. In fact, the degree to which we're able to use our spiritual gift is dependent upon the degree of which we 
are in the will of God. Or conversely, the more we entertain sin in our lives, the more we use our motivational gifts, the more the use of our motivational gifts is polluted. Sin is missing the mark, and God has a plan for our lives. And the goal should be to discover and cooperate with that plan. Hello, realignment in my case. I like that in wrapping up this section of the book that they give hope. The fact that perhaps you have had blockage of the flow of motivational gifts. There are such amazing resources as Christian counseling and ministry, the uh, the power of forgiveness who have uh, to those who have angered us along the way, the inner healing power of prayer, the fact that we get to relax and continue to discover. So there's not a bunch of pressure of perfectionism. And finally, they say that we exhort you to get rid of the known sin in your life. Ask God to reveal to you any unknown sin so you can get rid of that too. If you want your motivational gifts to flow through, flow freely and beautifully through your life to benefit the of others, and that's truly my you know, bottom line of everything that I'm doing with answering the call is ministering to others to help be, you know, one block in that next step that God is walking with you right now. To wrap up this section for the day, the Holy Spirit empowers the gifts, so you may be doing everything else just right in your life, but if you are not in touch with the power of the Holy Spirit, you're missing the great dynamic of the third person of the Trinity that is freely available to every believer. Paul expressed it this way, be, but ever be filled with this and stimulated with the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 5. It's part of your inheritance. It's ours for the asking. God, the Holy Spirit, wants to be released into our lives to become the well of living water, the sap that flows as we abide in the vine. And we have observed that the ongoing flow of the Holy Spirit in a person's life invariably increases the pure and effective flow of his motivational gifts. And so as we're building your business with answering the call, um, you're going to feel, feel the realignment, the confirmation that is who God has asked you to be, the realignment with him instead of trying to do things the world's way or the you know ideas that you're getting from everywhere and just cause complete confusion. You're going to be receiving clarity so that these the next baby steps that you're taking with God are less scary. Because you'll have a better idea of what's going to work best for you as you're growing your online business and and working with more and more people. I read somewhere the other day, and I have no idea the science behind this number. There's probably some, but I don't know <laughs> what it was. But it, it was um, it was to some kind of a motivational quote to help you to re- realize that as you're growing your business. That there are, as far as the way the numbers work out, at least 10,000 people in this world that need to hear the message that you have, to need to the product that you use or that you've created. They need to know what it is that you know. And I quite, I, I, I think quite more than likely it's it's larger than 10,000 because this is a big old world. But So the more that we have freed up all of the things that can hold us down in realigning with what God has asked us to do in a way that he's asked us to do it. You're automatically going to be receiving the joy, like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, the joy that comes from this deeper relationship and trust with him. 
I was having dinner with my husband uh, over the weekend, and he had mentioned that when I made this shift, it was immediately visible to him that my energy had changed. It went from frustration and always feeling like I had to work and always upset and always tired and always, you know, not there mentally. Like I wasn't, I was in the room, but I was not there. (laughs) You know what I mean? That he saw all kinds of shifting with, um, uh, how I was with him, how I was with the kids, how I was with all the, the other relationships. And I just felt more at peace and more joy. And so if that is, if that type of energy is visible and people can see it and feel it, would you not agree that this is what, number one, we need to do because we're asked that. But number two, you want to be the salt and the light to the people that you're supposed to be serving. And hello, let's free ourselves of all this extra baggage and heaviness and get step into that joy as quickly as possible. So this upcoming weeks, I said we're going to go through the seven motivational gifts and the strengths and some weaknesses of each. So here is to a great week. I hope that all is well with you and I look forward to talking with you soon. Have a great day. 